very quickly. I'm going to share this. You can stand. You can sit. Whatever. You, it'll take me just a couple of minutes to say what I need to say. We need to make sure, and I preached about it a couple of Wednesday nights ago. We need to make sure that our response to faith is not being held hostage. Do you understand what I'm saying? We need to quit letting our response to faith being held hot, being kept back by some force of fear or whatever the case may be. Abraham never would have had a land. Abraham never would have had a nation. If when God spoke to him, Abraham had not responded. It is not the will of God. And we're, we've been breaking a, a stronghold in this church. That's what the season we're in. God is tearing down a stronghold that's been in this church. Now listen. Churches go through seasons. God does different things at different times. And in my opinion, every season is beautiful in its way. And so, so we go through different things. As a pastor, one of the things that always gets me concerned is whenever I see response begin to wane in people. I know that there are many things that can contribute to that. I understand that uh, being in, in, in confined quarters can hinder response. And I do get that. But I'm going to tell you, we have to make sure that we're willing to fight through every hindrance. Because if we let the external hindrances of things like rooms and, 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 and space and all, if we let that hinder us, it is not a far leap before we begin to let our circumstances hinder us. And we begin to let coldness in our spirit begin to hinder us. And, I, and, and so I, have, I had been in a place where I had been very concerned. And I've got one more message that I'm going to preach one more message I'm going to preach that I feel like God has. I hadn't felt released to preach it yet. But I've got one more, maybe this Sunday, I don't know, uh, this next Sunday. But one more message that I feel like I need to preach. It's going to be the, it's going to be the final thing that's going to break, that, uh, break that, thing that, that stronghold that's bound and destroy that yoke. Uh, and, and, and God's going to do wonderful things. But He has been... Piece by piece dismantling that spirit that has infiltrated this church. And I'm an honest pastor. And one of the worst things we can do. I, I feel like I sound like I'm trying to, to pin a rose on. I'm not trying to pin a rose on myself. Please understand my spirit and where I'm coming from. I have no desire for us to just have church. I have zero desire for that. Having church is not going to accomplish what God needs accomplished in the lives of the people in this room. We must have a move of God. We don't just need to have a move of our schedule and our purposes, but we need to have a move of God. And if I've got to get out of the way for that to happen, I'm willing to get out of the way. Whatever needs to happen, we need a move of God. And I pray this church never loses that. I pray we never lose that. Um, you say, well, I, I, you know, this is now two services we've come into out of three, I guess. And, and things just kind of went, went different. And Yeah, they have. And it's going to be okay. And I'm always going to get some word into you, okay? 
You, if, if you didn't get it on, on this day, everything you wanted, you need to be here on Wednesday night then. Well. And we've been fighting against some things. And, and, and I know a lot of it has to do with people going through stuff and fighting battles. And I get all of that. But you heard what they sang today. This is how I fight my battles. You're not going to win the battle trying to get through it. You're not going to win the battle just trying, to, just trying to think yourself through it and, and trying to busy yourself through it. You're going to have to pray yourself through it. You're going to have to have a move of God to get through it. So we need to make sure our response of faith is not hindered. And every time God moves in this church, you need to move. If God moves, you hear what I'm saying right now. I'm, not, I, I'm in the Holy Ghost right now. And you need to hear exactly what I'm saying. If God moves and you do not move, then you have hindered what God wanted to accomplish in your life and in this church corporately. And we don't need anybody whose own lives are being hindered. <clears throat> if that's your decision... That's one thing, but I'm going to tell you what bothered me even would bother me even more. I don't need anybody in this church trying to hinder what God wants to do in this church. And if you don't want to get connected to it, and 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 you don't want to you don't want to be a part of a move of God, then this is not the church for you. And if and if I'm not being mean to say that, I'm saying that with all the kindness in my heart, but very much sincerity too. This may not be the church for you. And I don't want to get to building a building with your tithe and offering. And then you decide you can't handle what's going on around here. If you can't handle it, now's the time to go. But we've got to have a move of God. We've got to see. We've got to see the lost saved. We've got to see the sick healed. We've got to see the bound delivered. We've got to have a move. I can't do that, but God can. I can't do it, but God can. We need your hand claps. We need your shouts of victory. We need your dance. We need your jump. We need your lifted up holy hands without wrath or doubting. We need your voice. We need you involved in what God is doing. And if all you're going to do is observe, this is not the place for you. But if you want to participate, you have come to the right house. Because there is a God that wants to move in your life. There's a God that wants to move in your life. There was a widow. There was a widow that God sent Elijah to. Uh, Elijah had told the king, he said, there won't be rain for three years. And, and so he, God sends him to a brook. And... As he's at the brook, it's, it's got a little stream of water coming through. And God sends ravens every day with meat to feed him. And while Elijah is at that brook, he has the food and he has the water that he needs to survive. But eventually, oh, somebody needs to hear this. Eventually, even when you're in the will of God, the brook will dry up and the ravens will quit coming. Even in the middle of the will of God, sometimes you find yourself in a dry place. Elijah remained as long as he could. And then the word of the Lord came to him and said, go to Zarephath. 
I've got a widow there. I've already instructed her to feed you and take care of you. What the Bible said? And Elijah goes to Zarephath. And he comes into the city and he sees this woman. She's out gathering sticks. And he goes to her and he says, I want you to make me a cake. It would be a, similar to a loaf of bread. I want you to make me a cake that I may eat. And she said to him, she said, listen. She said, I'm here uh, gathering these sticks, but I'm gathering them for me and my son. Because all I have is enough to make he and I a little cake each. And we're going to eat that and then we're going to die. Because we've lost everything that we have. We don't have anything else. There is no more to eat. All I've got is a little bit of meal and a little bit of oil. And Elijah said to her, he said, you go make mine first. Take the oil that's needed, mix it with the cakes, uh, with, the, with the meal and make me a cake. And if you will do that, this is what he said, the, the, the meal will not fail you and the oil will not fail you. When Elijah went there that day, here's the point I'm making. When Elijah went there that day, he knew, but that widow did not know that there was already a prophecy that God had spoken over her barrel of meal and her little cruise of oil. God had already spoken a prophecy over her little. She had no idea, but it was already there. All that, was, all that remained to be fulfilled was that she would obey the word of God. And if she would obey the word of God, then God said, I will make sure that what I have spoken comes to pass. And I am telling everybody in this room today, there are already prophecies that have been spoken over your situations and your problems and your illnesses and the battles you've been facing. God has already spoken things over it. I feel that in the Holy Ghost this morning. The word has already been spoken and declared. It is done as far as God is concerned all that remains is whether or not you will respond in faith. If you will do as she did that day. She didn't even get to hear it. That's what's tough. That's what's tough. Elijah heard it directly from God. She had to hear it through Elijah. But she had to have enough confidence, if you let me say it like this, on what was coming over that pulpit to say, I believe God spoke through him. And if God spoke through him, I'm going to respond to it. That was on her. And this is the day of the church. And God has established the church. And he set pastors in his church. And I'm telling you today that I come here with a word from God. That there's already the word that's been spoken over your situation. All that remains is whether or not you will respond in faith. And if you do not respond in faith, you will die in your dilemma. But if you will respond in faith, you will thrive. God's hand of blessing will be upon you. God will pull you through it. God will carry you out. The devil cannot stop it. The circumstances cannot stop it. The situations cannot stop it. Your friends cannot stop it. Your family cannot stop it. Stop it. Nobody else can stop it. It will come to pass. All it takes is you and God.
All it takes is you and God. And so I am encouraging everybody in this room to, to hone your response of faith. I told you my shortcoming at camp Friday night when the Lord moved on me. You heard a voice from God. I didn't hear it. I knew it. It's an urge. It's a knowing. It's in my spirit. It's just a knowing that comes upon me that says, you need to do this. God spoke to me, said, run with that man. Lord, I'm, I'm too polished to do that. No. No. I probably missed a great blessing that night. And I don't have a problem admitting it to you. Because I'll admit my failures because we need to all get together on this and go forward together. You've got to respond in faith. Whatever God says. Well, that don't even make sense. You go study the Bible. Nothing God said to do made sense. Speak to a rock. It's going to bring forth water. Oh, of course it will. No. Take this broken branch and throw it into waters that are poisoned. And God will heal the waters. Made no sense. Did it? Dip seven times in a muddy, and I've been in it, you've seen it, a muddy Jordan River. Got to baptize somebody. I got to dip somebody in it. I'd like to dip a few more. <laughs> we can get you to pray through right before we do it. I might hold you under. We'll just send you on to heaven right then. Dip seven times in that muddy Jordan River. What's that going to do? God's going to heal your leprosy. Doesn't make sense. But when God begins, if you've ever been filled with the Holy Ghost, you're going to begin to have urges that you feel like you need to respond to. You're just going to feel like doing something. What, <clears throat> what self is going to say is, oh, that's just you. But this pastor is telling you, no, that's God. And God's trying to get you to respond in faith. And if you will respond in faith, God is going to begin to do great things in your life. So that's where we've been in this church. That's where we are. God's been breaking down the hindrance to the response of faith. And we're beginning to see some things happen. And don't you let anything build up between you and God like that again. From now on, I don't care what service it is. If it's Sunday, if it's Wednesday, if it's a Sunday school class, if God speaks to you, you need to, you need to absolutely and immediately respond in kind. Whatever it's God is telling you to do, you need to do it. We'll be okay. If things get out of order, I'll handle it, and we'll do it. In a di I won't embarrass you. We'll do it in a way. We'll get everything where it needs to be. But my goodness, I'd rather have to pour water on you than start your fire. And there's some fires that are yet to be started, but I'm believing God's going to get them started. He's been moving. We're going to get them started. Part of what's going to make this church uh, the great church that it is going to continue to be, but it's going to be even greater, is the fact that we're willing to face ourselves. There were seven churches. I didn't mean to speak this long, but just excuse me. There were, you can be seated. I'm, I'm, I am almost done. I know that scared you all when I said you can be seated, but... 
There were seven churches in Asia Minor. God spoke to through the, through the Apostle John. And he said, you need to do this, you need to do this, you need to do this. You've suffered Jezebel, you need to get her out of there. Uh, you, you, are, uh, you think you're hot, uh, but you're really cold, uh, or you're lukewarm, and, and, and you think you're rich, but you're poor, and you think you're clothed, but you're naked in my eyes, and all these things. And seven churches, five of them, God rebuked them. Five of them, God rebuked them. And he told John, he said, you go deliver this, these messages to the angel of the churches, the pastor of each one of these churches. You tell them what I have said. And if they don't do what I have said, then what I tell them is going to happen is getting ready to happen. Like you talked about, Jimmy, this morning, your class. He said, if they don't do what I've said, this is what's going to happen. I will remove their candlestick. And let me just say this. We can be a group of people... That went, and we've got a fabulous church, and I thank God for it. We've got a fabulous church, and I'm, and I'm so grateful for it. But we can be one of those churches that wants to look, put our head in the sand and not recognize when we're going through some struggles every once in a while and not recognize when there's some battles that we need to stand up and face and fight. And, and we'll continue to, to decrease in authority and power. And we'll see less and less of the move of God take place in our services. We could be that kind of church. Though Laodicea could have got the message from John, and that pastor could have said, you know what, forget that. I'm just going to take that and crumble it up and throw that away. That don't sound very good. They don't want to hear that. Forget that. We're not going to talk about it. We're just going to talk about everything that's going good. He could have done that. And they'd have had their candlestick removed. Or they could have gone ahead and he could have said, Folks, this is about to hurt. And it's not going to be easy to hear. But i got to tell you what God has said. We think we're hot, but we're not. We think we're rich, but we're not. We think we're increased with goods, but we're not. We think we're clothed, but we're not. We think we got everything together, but we're not. And God said we've made him sick and he's getting ready to spew us out of his mouth if we don't get it right. And because they did it, God honored it. And God touched them. And if we want to be the church God wants us to be, every once in a while God's going to get on to us too. Because He remembers our frame. That we are dust. And He says every once in a while i got to tune your engine a little bit. And that's what He's been doing. And I don't know about you, but as for me, I receive it. As for me, I receive it. I'm not embarrassed about it. Matter of fact, if anything, it makes me feel closer to God that He's talking to me. It ought to scare us when He quits talking like that to us. <clears throat> I'll, I'll get back to, to doing some other stuff and, and encouraging the saints and, 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 and all those. I'll get back to doing all that. But right now, I've been working on our response. And that's what God's been dealing with me about. And we've got one more message uh, that I'm going to preach about it. We'll see when that happens. But whatever it is, I hope whatever God is saying that you will respond in faith and you will receive what God wants you to receive. And if you receive what I have just shared with you right now, would you stand to your feet and lift your hands and would you begin to give God praise? Come on, widow. All he needs is your response. All he needs is for you to agree with the word. That's been spoken. Come on, Naaman. All I need you to do is agree that what the prophet said is getting ready to work in your life. Come on, Israel. All you need to do is agree with Moses that what God told him to say is getting ready to happen when he hits that rock. 
Why does it work this way, Pastor? Why does, because it's not in my personality to be that kind of a person. Why does it work that way? Because God's ways are higher than our ways. And God's thoughts are above our thoughts. And it's not up for me to figure it out why God wants to do it the way God wants to do it. All that's up to me is to respond when God says to do it a certain way. Amen?